Hola, ¿cómo están todos? Bienvenidos. <laughs> Bitch, I'm really tipsy. Um, all right, welcome to our podcast. Um, right now, our first episode, you're, you're probably just listening um, to the audio, but we're going to start recording videos as well, so make sure to tune in. Um, the name, well, first of all, let's introduce ourselves. So I'm Savannah Eileen, and we have Miss Cindy Alarcón in the ooh, house. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> um, so we're a little tipsy right now. Um, we have a new favorite drink that our BFF, Sydney, not Cindy, Sydney, she's the blonde bitch. Love her. <laughs> my bad, my bad. She's a cute little blondie. She's a cute little blondie. Can I get one of them little blonde bitches? <laughs> Sorry, that's a Paris Hilton reference if you don't know what I'm talking about. But anyways, she took me to the bar and got me fucked up off these gummy bear shots. I don't know if y'all had them, but Cindy, can you let us know what the fuck is inside of them? Gummy bear shots. So it comes with the sweet and sour. It comes with the peach tree snaps or snap. What is it? Snaps? Girl, we don't know how to say that. Chaps. 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 Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) It's burning off. Cherry. Cherry flavor. Mm. This shit hitting. Sprite. And that's about it. So if you guys want to make them, if you want to make them with us next time, okay, we'll be more than happy. So um, basically, what our podcast is going to be about is just us talking about our life, um, crazy shit that that we go through, business. Basically, just like girl talk, kind of. Is that how you would describe it? It's just a little, like, insight on how our lives are. And on top of that, it's, like, also just... Basically advice. Advice. Like, what what would we do in certain situations or what we've learned and what, what not to do. And that goes to our name, Por Tu Bien. Like, where that, if you don't speak Spanish, that basically means for your good, for your own good. Um, it's a saying that a lot of Latina moms um, say, and it's something that me and Cindy both have been told a lot even now by our moms like you know when they try to scold you or like show you a lesson and they're like it's just por tu bien mija it's just por tu bien like my mom's always telling me that shit um so yeah this is just a podcast of us giving you guys advice because me and cindy learn every fucking life lesson the hardest possible way Ugh, I know. And it's <laughs> gotta like be smacking us in the face yeah we get ran over and get left for dead <laughs> and left for dead um what was I saying? But, yeah, it's basically going to be us giving you guys advice, advice that our moms have given us. Um, and it's going to be very broad. It's going to be personal relationships. It's going to be fucking business. Mm-hmm. A little bit of everything. Just get to know us and shit. Definitely. I'm super excited for this podcast because I feel like... So, um, a little backstory to me and Sab and um, we just connected one day we became really really good friends over like like a situation that wasn't the best but we made it really good and we did crazy stuff like we even tried to like drive to wyoming one time and we stopped six hours there but like it just i felt like after like uh what after just a couple weeks of knowing each other yeah it was literally like a couple of weeks Mm -hmm. of knowing each other so i felt like we've definitely been soulmates in the past life and that to me is super exciting and i honestly think that in the past months I've probably experienced and grown as a person way more than I have in the last couple of years. So I feel that. I mm-hmm. think these last, for me, these last, like, year and a half, I feel like I got out of my naive stage. I was very much, like, still living with my parents. I had boyfriends that would fucking do anything for me. 
I was very much like in my own little bubble and then life smacked me. It was like now I'm like on my own. I'm seeing how the universe really works. Um and here we are just grinding. We're both in our stage in life where we're just putting shit aside and putting ourselves first and our success first, our money first. Um and yeah, we're going to show y'all how to get your bread up and your pussy up. Per. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, girl. It's time to get that cash. Hot girl summer, but make it with money. <laughs> but so, like I said, like we said, say, Porto Bien came from our parents. Because, you know, your parents are always trying to tell you, todo lo que te decimos es Porto Bien. Even though they don't understand a little bit of a backstory for me. I grew up in a more traditional household with strict parents. Couldn't be out till the sun was at. Like, once the sun was down, I had to be home. And it was a little bit of annoying because, you know, seeing my friends grow up and seeing them, like, go through so much stuff being able i had to beg my parents to even let me go to the movie theater and if i went to the movie theater i had to go with my brother and sister so it was a little hard growing up and also i was raised as the oldest in my household even though i have an older brother i was still the one in the house that was the oldest so i was raised more with that and uh, it was a lot of pressure i couldn't mess up i had to make sure to be perfect and just like the basic I hear a lot of stories like this where the oldest sibling gets mm-hmm. to go through so much Especially stuff. Especially Latino households, you're like basically the mom. Yeah, you're basically the mom. And there was times where I was basically the mom. And like if I didn't do things right or if I didn't set the example, it would backfire on me. And they would be like, oh, like she does this because you do it. And it's like I'm a, I, w- mm-hmm. I basically felt like I wasn't allowed to make mistakes because That's then fun. they felt like the mistakes, if my siblings were to repeat it, I was the example that set that mistake. So there's a lot of pros and cons. Uh, like I said, I grew thick skin, but there was a lot of times where I wished I had like a little bit of cushion that I wanted from my parents. But that's a little bit of backstory of why I got the Porto Bien because my mom would always tell me, portate bien, todo lo que te digo es Porto Bien. And sometimes, like even though she doesn't understand, like we're making this podcast because everything we tell you is por tu bien so i'm gonna give you guys savannah because her story is pretty cool too it's almost like a common one as well but very different it's crazy because me and uh cindy grew up like really opposite but also it ended up making us the same person it was just like different scenarios because for me i was raised by a single mom and my mom was super young and for like the beginning of my life, I was living with my grandparents and my mom and my aunties. My aunties were super young. They were, like, in high school when I was, like, seven, I think. And um, basically, they were, like, my besties. Like, my mom and my two aunts would always, like, take me to brunch and, like, shit like that. And I would always hear the girl talk. Like, I was, like, fucking 10 years old listening to them talking about their fucking boo is playing them. Or, like, my other aunt got cheated on and they fucking took me to go catch him in the act and shit like i was just really like exposed to a lot when i was young and um i mean it's like good and bad it was kind of cool because i learned a lot of valuable lessons when i was young my mom like she ended up moving out probably when i was like around 10 and she lived on her own and like i remember like just watching her get ready for the club and she'd be like oh i'm going on a date tonight and like i remember one time like she had me even choose her outfit for her date and i chose like this fucking baby fat denim um like 
jumpsuit and I gave her like these these heels and she looked so fucking cute and like I was like her little bestie and like she would come back and she would be like I don't like him like he tried to touch my butt and she would be like don't ever let a guy kiss you or touch you like that on the first date and I'd be like okay and I kind of grew up just to be like this sassy little kid because I would always learn these lessons from my mom and that definitely made me into the girl that I am today and then my life kind of changed more so in like high school my my mom's like love of her life like she met the love of her life when she was like 16 and they were separated for like 10 plus years i think like 14 years um they were like super on and off and shit it wasn't my dad it was like it was like her fucking high school sweetheart type shit and he just knocked on the door and he was like i need to marry you today like i've never gotten over you i haven't been able to get over you he's like we're both single right now let's do this now and my mom just went to the chapel, got married, and she's like, you got a stepdaddy. And then my whole life changed because now I had a more traditional family. My stepdad was trying to put in rules. My mom was trying to be a mom now instead of my best friend. And it was hard just because I was older. I was in high school already. Um, and then everything kind of turned more strict. And they were both a little harder on me and would always try to give me, like, advice. And, like, they really wanted me to just be this... Uh, I think that it it's pretty common in Latino households where they want the girl to, like, just be super pure and, like, perfect and get good grades and, like, um, no says malablada and love God and pray and don't talk to boys and, like, you know, they just, I think Latino parents are very, very hard on the girls in the family yeah, versus more so the boys. Um, the difference, I think, with you, they were really strict on you because you were the oldest and with me, they were really strict on me because I was the only one. So for me, it was more so like, you have to get this right because you're the only fucking chance we got. They never had more kids, you know? Yeah. So that's why my parents, I feel like, are super hard on me. And they basically want to mold me into what they want. Because they're like, we don't have a fucking plan B, a plan C, a plan D. Yeah. You're the only fucking one. And if you don't make it, then we're all going to fucking fail. And, like, it sucks because it, it causes a lot of, like, low-key trauma. But I can definitely say that I am successful almost because it was impossible to make my parents proud because I kept trying and trying and trying so fucking hard to make them proud of me and I would say like probably one of the times they were proud of me is like when I opened my shop like whenever I do the big big things and I hate that they're not proud of me more often but also I feel like if they would coddle me a lot then I wouldn't keep pushing myself so I mean it's good and bad but yeah it is because Sometimes you feel like you're not doing enough, but it also pushes you to do big things because then it feels like the big things are what you want to give and you reach for the stars. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? I see a lot of people that are raised by parents that coddle them and always tell them they're proud for any little thing. And a lot of the times they just end up very mediocre lives. Yeah, like... They and I'm not saying that you can't... I'm not saying you can't be successful if you have really loving parents you can definitely be very successful mm -hmm. i'm just saying most of the people you see that are that are like really big and successful have like pretty crazy upbringings like that where they yeah, know like, like they don't feel enough they don't actors. have a good stable household like i didn't have my dad like well i i, I can't i was probably stopped talking to my dad and i was like fucking 12 like my real dad so i was always like trying to be like make my mom proud first of all I think I had, like, abandonment issues. So I was like, I only got my mom, and she needs to be fucking proud of me. I need to make sure that I got her in my corner forever type shit. Yeah, because your mom, you saw your mom come up, and you saw that it was 
probably hard being a single woman with a child. Yeah. My mom low-key got a crazy work ethic. She was, like, college student full-time, two fucking jobs, and with the kid. And, like, it, it was cool because I got to see, like, a woman that had, like, hella crazy work ethic. But then also, like, I was, most of my childhood I was alone because she was always working. Or I was just, like, with one of my aunts, like, being taken care of. So I think that, like, I definitely grew up as a little awkward kid because I wasn't very socialized, but everything fucking makes you who you are today. Yeah, and I'm honestly, like, um, sometimes I think about, like, my upbringing and I'm like, like, if I had a little bit of a different upbringing, maybe I wouldn't be so hardcore. Maybe I wouldn't think that the world's so out to get me. Mm-hmm. But I'm also very thankful for it because I feel like, like I've said earlier, like I think we have thick skin and we can take criticism. We can also talk to each other and we could be like, OK, like this makes sense because our parents weren't like cuddling us and telling us like, no, 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 no. Like, yeah, that's OK. Don't do it again. Or like you like that's super bad in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But like my parents were like, you messed up. You fucked up. Go fix it. I remember one time I, I we were so broke I stole a book from Walmart and my mom like Damn. saw that I stole a book from Walmart and she was just like let me see and I was like no and she was like let me see and I like lifted up my shirt and I showed her my book and she was like okay this is never going to happen again. We walked back in Walmart. She told me to apologize to the cashier for stealing Damn. and I started falling and my mom was like no deal it i'm sorry and i was like i'm sorry and she was like and tell her you'll never do it again and i was like i'm never doing it again and that traumatized me because i was like no but like my parents weren't the type to like cuddle me up and be like Mm -hmm. okay never do it again no my mom saw that it was an issue and she was like i'm not raising no thief and like put me back there that's kind of how my mom was too i remember um like i was like fucking up and i wasn't doing my homework and she's like okay, you're not getting no more allowance and you're not getting no fucking snack, like, because she would give me money to go to the little snack shack at school. And she's like, now you got to figure it out yourself. And she's like, how are you going to make money? And I was like 10 years old and that's when I started my first business where I was flipping fucking phone cases. Or like, I remember, this is when I was a little bit older, like, I think I was like a sophomore in high school. She caught me ditching. And she's like, you don't got a car no more. You got to walk five miles to school every day. And like, she would always just like, she she was she would never coddle me. She always like made sure that I learned my fucking lessons and I had to grind to get back to it. My mom too. Like my dad was always like, I trust you, but I have to make sure. So I remember like he would come to my school because he was like, you can make a fake progress report. You can make a fake report card. Damn. Asked my freaking principal like take time out of my principal to print out the report card. Had meetings with all my teachers to make sure that I was a good kid, and then he would leave me alone. But he would do it every quarter. So he'd be like, okay, progress report, meetings, report card, like todo en la escuela. And my mom, like she would not, she would take nothing less. She'd be like, you're not top 5% in your class. I don't care. Like, or if I had a B, she'd be like, yeah, but what's the B? Like, even if I worked so, so hard for all my A's, if I had one B, she would be like, I don't like that B. That's crazy. And you can see the difference between me and my brother because she's not like that with my brother. And he ditches and he doesn't pay attention. He's a good kid, but he's not striving to get good grades. Mm-hmm. And, like, I mean, not everybody can get good grades because, you know, some of it's harder for us. But my parents didn't understand that. My parents were like, there is no exception. There is no reason. You have free education. We take you to school. You better get that yeah. grade because that's all I'm asking you for. 
my mom used to care a lot about grades but i think like once i hit like 13 or 14 that's when i started flipping instagram accounts and she's like this little bitch don't need school like she kind of she was just kind of like just just pass and you're good and i remember my mom would always tell me she'd be like i don't know why but you're gonna be like a big entrepreneur or you're gonna like do some shit with social media that's so cute. she's like you're not she she pushed me to college so hard like she's like i really really want you to be a doctor or a lawyer she gave me like four things that she wanted me to be she's like and she was pushing me to college but she said in the back of her mind she always knew i was gonna drop out and she always knew i was gonna do like work for myself or start something which is still successful to me because a lot of people are don't make it an entrepreneurship or like they don't push themselves hard enough or think, they don't have an end goal that they want at heart i feel like to talk about that a little bit we're both entrepreneurs um if you guys don't know what we do she does real estate she also has a clothing line um i have a flower shop and i kind of do like other stuff on the side but i feel like a lot of people think like oh you have to work super hard to be an entrepreneur but honestly it's not for everyone like it's really really not like this shit is just different and i'm not saying that it's even like it's not better than than like going to college it's really not it's just another like avenue Mm -hmm. and you have to be very disciplined like being an entrepreneur you can't call out you can't like you go through depression bitch your business is gonna go out of business like everything fucking relies on you you need to make sure you are extremely disciplined motivated you have to have um thick skin because you're gonna be dealing with employees you're gonna be dealing with people that don't like you people that want to see you fail you know when you have when you have a regular job yeah you have haters but it's not to the point where if you have enough haters you can be on the fucking street you know what i mean yeah honestly and then you're gonna have people that go to extreme lengths to try to put you down you're gonna have friends that use you People who pretend to like you when they really don't. They just want to get something out of you. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's real. that's really heartbreaking, to be honest. Like, getting used it sucks because you almost feel like, well, they only want me for a certain thing. Mm-hmm. And that's where insecurities and other things start, too. So, it, like, it's not like waking up one day and it's like opening your business and getting a bunch of cash. It's like no. so many steps to get there and that's why a lot of people like drop it they because drop it, yeah. yeah they can't take the pressures of people or the pressures of the clientele first, like year or two is health because first of all nobody believes in you yeah everybody thinks like when i dropped out of college my family my friends everybody was like what the fuck are you doing and like they would low-key tell me i was gonna fail and shit and it's like yeah you see the the change of like people not supporting you like i remember like i literally remember people would talk behind my back and be like sav is literally wasting her time and all her money like what is she doing like and those same people come to me now and like my dms and they're like you fucking motivate me you inspire me like i've always believed in you and i'm like bitch i heard from so and so that you were hella talking shit that i was that i was wasting my time that i should have stayed in college Hmm. like it's so crazy how people do that 180 or like there's a lot of people in high school who didn't like me and like then it's like same you do this business and they're like oh like once it hits they like you now and i went through this phase in my life where like the first year of my business i was like oh my god people finally like me now now i'm successful now i'm like like known in vegas or a lot of people look up to me and i was like really really scared to go back to people not liking me and then you go through this other phase in your business where you have to be not a people pleaser anymore and i think that's the phase that i'm in right now is like I'm going back to my old self where I don't care if people don't like me. Because if you're always a people pleaser, your business isn't going to grow either. No, yeah. Yes, you have to, Mm -hmm. like, 
as much as it sucks sometimes and as much as you want to be there for everybody you have to put yourself first like you're going to lose family and you're going to lose friends and it's going to feel like this is not worth it what am i doing like i'm losing everybody i love but you have to remember that those people were never there for you to begin with because if you believe in something and you want to push yourself for something and out of nowhere they just want to start dropping you instead of it doesn't take much to motivate someone all you have to do is be kind all you have to do is say like hey like I believe in you or even like just no negative thoughts but if somebody goes out of their way to just be blankly rude about something and just tell you you're gonna fail and not want to talk to you mm -hmm. that's an indicator that they were never somebody that needs to be around you and that's the universe just working itself and dropping around my mom simply said like you like you gotta let these people go and later on you'll see that they were a blessing because they're gonna come back they always come back and they're always Fair. like ah oh, you're doing so good i'm so proud of you i knew you since the beginning yeah you knew me since the beginning but you didn't believe in me in the beginning yeah. you told me all these comments and all those comments stay as much as you want to forgive them as much as you want to be the better <clears throat> person those I, comments stay i think um a lot of times especially being a latino though like um or like a first gen, a lot of parents don't understand that entrepreneurship is an option and they get hella scared and they try to like get you away from it. Because like I remember my grandparents were just like, girl, what are you doing? Like, like we're gonna help you pay for your college. Like this is stupid type shit. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they necessarily do it because they hate you or they wanna see you fail. They're just fucking scared. But it gets to the point where they're, they're rude about it. And it's kinda, you just have to put your head down until you prove your family wrong a lot of the times. Yeah, you do. And honestly, like, you have to i've seen it in a lot of communities that i actually very like admire like the asian communities are very entrepreneur like they come and they mm -hmm. like even if they don't know english if they don't they bust their asses off and they believe in that so much and they make it so in my head i'm like these people come scared they're scared like they don't know the language they're alone but that doesn't stop them from reaching their dreams why should I not reach my dreams? Mm -hmm. And it's like the Latino community is. They're like, just scared. They yeah. want something more stable. And then I had a broker too who's a, a Latino. And he's like the number one broker in Latino. And I'm very proud of him. His name is Pablo Covarrubios. Um, amazing person. He one time sat me down and he was like, Mija, una cosa que te voy a decir, like one thing I will tell you is. No te quedas bien con solo los frijoles. Algunas veces, you want steak. Like, sometimes, mm -hmm. you don't want just rice and beans. You want steak. Give yourself the option to get up and get that steak. Because once you start settling in life, that's when you stop pushing yourself. And even though that was, like, such a little saying, it always stuck to me. Because I was like, I want steak, I want steak. <laughs> I, I remember, <clears throat> I think it was my dad that told me this, but... Like, in Mexico, we have to be entrepreneurs in order to survive. Like, we're selling food on the street. We're selling chicles. We're selling this. We're selling Everything. our little art. And, like, when, when our parents come to Mexico for the American dream, quote-unquote, they want us to go to college. They want us to do these careers that are, like, more stable. Mm -hmm. But in reality, being entrepreneur is in our blood. That's how we fucking grind in Mexico. Dude, it's literally, like, the Latino thing is in, in our blood. Like, in Guatemala también, because I'm from Guatemala. There's people who go, so there's this place called Simuk Champagne. And it, it that hike, for me to get on top of that mountain, just to take this beautiful picture in these limestone pools, took me about an hour and a half. 
and it was like pure uphill it was so tiring i lost my breath but when i went up there there was a senora with her babies and then they were there and they were selling mangoes mm -hmm. so not only did she take her babies she took food up there And yeah. I was struggling to go up there for an hour and a half. And she went all the way up there and waters because she knew that when people were tired, yeah. they were going to buy stuff over there. That's entrepreneurship as fuck. She mm -hmm. knows her babies need to be fed. And every day she goes up because I asked her and I told her, you're not tired. And she was like, I don't have a choice. I have to get up here mm -hmm. because if I stay down there, I have to risk That's like crazy. not competing with everybody. But since they don't want to come up here. I have the advantage of all these thirsty people because everybody wants water now. And then she was like, once they're in the water, and I was like, damn, like, it's true because we bought out the waters from her. And she was just like, yeah, like, now I get to feed my babies. And yes, it's a little bit harder and it takes me a little bit longer. But at the end of the day, like, this is where I eat from and this is where they eat from. And if I stop this, they won't eat. And I was like, wow, like, that's like you said, entrepreneurship, that's entrepreneurship. That, that mindset is low-key, like, I feel like what I've seen success for, too. Like, especially when I first started my business, like, my parents pretty much me mantenían. But I had to make this fire inside of me of, like, if I don't do this, I'm not going to eat type shit. Like, I remember always telling myself, like, mm -hmm. if I drop out of college, I'm not going to fucking, like, be a bum for the rest of my life. Like, I made myself feel like me working on my business was life or death. And that's how I've been with everything. Like, even now that I'm going to the gym, like, I'm like, damn, I really don't want to go. I literally make myself feel like I fucking have to. Like, it's me. It's as important as me breathing. Yeah, you told me that you take it as a job. Like, it's not mm -hmm. a negotiable. You have to get up and go. Like, if you don't go, you don't get paid. Yeah. Which I really admire. I need to get in that. Because <laughs> I'm trying to get into the gym. Every Yeah, every time I'm like, god damn, I don't want to go to the gym. Or I don't want to do this. Or I don't want to do that. I literally act like it's my shift that I need to clock into and I can't fucking call out where I'm gonna get fired type shit. Like, when you're laying, like, it, it's like... you're so comfortable. When you're laying down and you literally tell yourself, I cannot fucking do this. This is life or death. And just mm -hmm. fucking get up. Yeah, it's true. I mean, you gotta treat it like that. And then when you start seeing your results, you start feeling more motivated. You start, yeah. So that's but of course like sometimes you go through shit like i recently went through probably like this was like my biggest burnout ever like i grinded my ass off from from two right, right when i graduated 2017 i was working full-time 40 hours a week and i was going to school full-time taking like fucking six classes and i had my business on the side like i literally slept three hours for like two years every night And then I started Eileen, and Eileen had me on some other shit. I would wake up every day and, like, around five or four, do the orders, deliver for four or five hours, come back, do a fucking picnic, the work on my website, work on this, go to sleep at fucking 11, 12, 1 a.m., sleep a couple hours, wake up again. And I did that all the way from 2017 up to fucking two, uh, 2020, 2021. Like, how many fucking years is that? 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. I grinded my ass off for four years, barely getting any sleep. And, like, I really hit a fucking horrible burnout for, like, seven, eight months. And, like, I was going through shit in my personal life. I was just so fucking tired. Like, I would post on Instagram on my business page three to five times every single day. 
And, like, I had to make bouquets for those fucking posts. I had to be here, be creative, not only make my orders, but also make sure I was being creative enough to have that many posts a day. And, you you know, you yeah. had to also take care of yourself, though, because you don't want to hit a burnout that last fucking eight months and, like, your business starts going down. Because, like, what sucks about being a business owner is you're taking care of fucking employees. I had, at one point, I had, like, 20 people under me. And I was fucking depressed, couldn't get out of bed. Like, yeah. then those people are going to fucking lose their jobs or, like, cut their hours. Like, you really have to have a fire in you to be an entrepreneur to get the fuck up even when you're sad. Even when you're going through shit. Like, your boyfriend cheated on you, left you on the side of the road. Like, bitches are trying to fight you. You got COVID. Um, your parents don't like you. You're fighting with your whole family. You got to get the fuck up. You got 20 people to feed. Yeah, you do. That you is. got rent to pay every month. You got $10,000 in bills every month. Like... You have to really be built different in order to have something like an empire, a business like that. Yeah, definitely. Like, I can relate to you in that because when I went through some personal stuff, too, and, like, I remember it was I found out literally the day before my meeting when I had to start my new career. And I was like, they'll understand if I skip it. But I was like, if I sit here in this bed, I'm just going to think about what happened and mm-hmm. constantly never get out of it. I either choose to sit here and melt in self-pity or get up and push myself to recovery. Mm-hmm. So I, it took me like 15, 20 minutes just to even like get up. Like I remember just staring at the ceiling. And it took me like, I took like a 45-minute like shower just in the shower. I was like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. But I had to train my brain and I had to convince myself that the mm-hmm. best option was to leave. Because I, I, um, I told myself my room is like a dark hole. And I literally told myself, that room is dark. And you're going to, like, turn into this ghosty, shadowy figure. And I had to scare myself to leave. And, like, um, it was hard. It was hard. But I was like, it doesn't matter, like, if it's hard or not. It's going to be harder tomorrow if you stay in bed. Mm-hmm. And the next day. And the next day. And the next day. Because you didn't get up. It's always easier to rip the bandage off at first. Mm-hmm. Because when you start settling, you start letting you tell your you tell your body it's okay, it's mm-hmm. okay, it's okay, and now you're in a fucked place. I saw this one thing that said, "Don't ever let yourself feel down more than 15 seconds." So like, if you count down from 15, make this non-negotiable that you have to stand up and go do something. So if you feel fucking like you're starting to get depressed, you're laying in bed, fucking count to 15 and just act like it's literally life or death. Get up, go to the gym. Get up, work on your business. Get up, even just go for a little drive and clear your fucking head. But never let yourself sit in something and marinate in something. Yeah, because... Because that's when you start going in deep, 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 deep. Yeah, yeah, it is. And especially when you have, like, rooted, like, mental issues or something like that. You have to train yourself and tell yourself, like, this is not an option for me. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to fail. And you just got to push yourself. And it's for sure easier said than done. Like, I know people yeah. that really have, like, even me in, in high school, fucking junior year, I was diagnosed with um, panic disorder. And I, I always have the craziest panic attacks in school. Like, it got to the point where I almost didn't graduate from how embarrassed I was to go to school because I was that bitch that looked like she was having a heart attack in the middle of the class. Um, and, like, I remember, like, going to my therapist and he was just like, write shit down and don't let yourself sit in it. Like, once you put it on paper, that shit doesn't exist anymore. You have to train your brain to stop focusing on stuff that gives you anxiety or stuff that makes you sad. Mm-hmm. And it's so fucking hard, but once you learn that skill, your life fucking changes. 
Literally, because I used to, like, I used to be bullied in high school, and I would be super hyper fixated on the fact that they didn't like me, and I would get obsessed and, like, pick at it and think about it all the time, and then, like, that wasn't okay. Like, mm-hmm. I had to tell myself, you're not the problem. You're not the freaking problem. You're going to do big things. You're going to look back at this and be like, fine. Because I would watch videos of inspirational people who would get bullied. And I would Mm -hmm. just watch them and I was like, if they were able to get out, I can get out. So I just had to, You, it's honestly just training your brain and getting out of it. Because if that's the best, that's the only thing you can actually Mm -hmm. do. Your brain is so fucking powerful. Yeah, like manifestation, everything. Everything you Mm -hmm. want, you can get. It's going to take time and effort, but I can reassure you, you can get it. If you want to get a better body at the gym, you can get it. If you want to get more money, you can get it. You just Mm -hmm. have to put the power and you have to strongly believe it. And you'll be able to get it. Something that I've been, um, that has changed a lot for me too is I used to be like really, really shy. And it's kind of hard to be an entrepreneur and be shy. And like I started, cause I would always be scared to embarrass myself for some reason. Cause like I said, I grew up like very alone. So I was always scared to be super outgoing. But like now what I tell myself is like, I do something embarrassing. I just tell myself it's not embarrassing unless you're embarrassed. Like, mm-hmm. Or I'm sad. It's not sad unless you're fucking sad. And to be honest, everything is in your fucking brain. If you really believe you're not embarrassed, you're not sad, you're not mad, then that's what you are. Like you are your own entity in your own brain and you are responsible for your own fucking thoughts and whatever yeah. other people think outside of that does not have shit to do with you yeah yeah honestly you have like to you gonna be my ass because i did something embarrassing like no <laughs> You're gonna throw it to life goes on people forget that shit in two seconds you really just have to like yeah. recognize that shit doesn't matter and the only shit that matters is the thoughts that are in your fucking brain mm-hmm. honestly like like um if any of you guys follow me on instagram i post a bunch i used to post a bunch of stuff right now i haven't posted a lot but i used to post like stories where i would just talk about stuff like i don't care like i would just talk like if like i knew everybody and in the beginning i was like man i shouldn't post things because i get shy or what if i sound weird and then one day i was just like who cares like Mm -hmm. who freaking cares you posted and whoever and i actually got good feedback like people would be like yo Mm -hmm. your your stories are funny like i look at them all the time and i'm like that's nice but i had to tell myself nobody fucking cares yeah post your shit if they want to be a hater let them be a hater who fucking cares who cares (laughs) that's crazy because uh i remember one of my exes his name's nick we're still cool but he he we were dating like when all of my shit was popping off like when i was first doing like the fashion line and i was so fucking shy he would always tell me like bro you're funny you're dope you got like really good things to say you once you get out of your shell your shit's gonna blow up and i remember i went like a year and a half where i was too scared to talk i was like i would never have done a podcast i would have never put myself out there to where people could make like like judge me too much Mm -hmm. and then like sometimes i think to that like even now and i'm just like like I am dope and I have a lot of good things to say and if people don't like that that's on fucking them but there's every time you put yourself out there it's always like 95% of the audience fucking loves it and you're always gonna have those little bit of haters but that's with everything even if you don't fucking speak and you're just to yourself there's always gonna be people that don't like you so might as well put yourself out there be yourself and have people not like you for who you actually are rather than some fucking imaginary thing that you ain't yeah, like, so many celebrities have hate on them. Beyonce has hate on them. Rihanna has hate on them. You think they care? They probably did at one point, but they had to let it go because then they wouldn't mm-hmm. be who they are. 
And, like, and most people hate because they want something that they, they have. have. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They want your success. They want your confidence. They looks, They want to think the way you think. Sometimes people don't like you because they don't agree with your opinion, and that's fine. We're all human. A lot of times we don't fucking agree. Yeah. Like, I'm sure us are, as a person don't like other people for the way that they think or for their opinions. Yeah, exactly. But that's literally life. That's what's dope about being a human, having your own fucking brain, coming out with your own thoughts, is you get to choose who you fuck with. And, and who has the same morals and thoughts as you, and that's how you get to move through life, and you just realize, like, oh, you don't like me, but here's another group of people that fuck with me heavy, and that's fine. Yeah, honestly, and you're never going to know. There's so many there's so many different types of music, so many different types of movies, because we're all so different, and we all have different communications, and honestly, if you don't put yourself out there, you are not going to see who your crowd is. Like, mm-hmm. like how did you end up finding the music you liked because one day you decided to play something different or you overheard something so that little moment that you decided to be a little different morphed a little bit of you so put yourself out there if you have a goal that you want to achieve what's stopping you get up and do it usually what's stopping you 90 percent of the time unless there's like money or like factors like that is yourself yeah mostly yourself a lot of times you're too scared to fail, so you don't even fucking try. Or you try it and you haven't seen the results that you want. But everything is long haul. Like, the universe is not going to make you successful just because you're grinding for four months, bitch. You think, like, everyone you look up to grinded for four months and saw results? There's fucking people out here that try for seven, ten years to fucking make it. Yeah, yeah, there's people who don't get... Like, why do you think so many actors play high schoolers when they're in their 30s because <laughs> they don't make it till their 30s mm-hmm. it's crazy i was thinking about it the other day and i was like why do so many actors play like like all the euphoria characters are old except for zendaya mm-hmm. and then i was like well it's because they don't make it until they're up there they have to grind their butts off to make it yeah and when they make it they're a little like they're in their 30s Like, like the universe is not going to hand you shit if you're not grinding like that. Especially careers like that. Especially, yeah. You think you're going to deserve to live in a mansion, have all this fucking money? Like, if if you really don't have that drive and that ambition, like, that's not how life fucking works. Yeah, like, what does Nicki Minaj say? I hate lazy people. (laughs) I hate lazy people. What did she say? Barbs. Barbs. Get up. What did she say? Go to school. Go to school. I hate lazy people. <laughs> I actually don't hate lazy people. It's just, if you happy being at home with your parents and, like, you genuinely feel happiness, maybe even, like, like, even if your fucking goal in life is just to be a fucking mom and not work, then that's fucking dope. Like, that's a hard job in itself. Yeah. Like, there is a place for everybody in this life, but just don't expect the lavish fucking lifestyle without that drive and ambition yeah exactly like like it's um the rule of balance you get what you put out mm-hmm. so like i said i like I, I also don't really care like what other people do like uh, there's a certain type of people and there's everybody has their own place in this world and whatever makes you happy do it but make sure you're doing what makes you happy that's my encouragement like i seen these tweets that's like i don't want to fucking work like like there's people that like like honestly like to some people they're really happy grinding like i'm really happy when i'm busy and i feel like i'm doing shit but some people hate going to work like they don't really find nothing there or even if you do find your passion like let's say you love drawing you don't want to fucking you know court like 
like fucking start a business on that. Because sometimes when you do make your passion into a business, that shit gets stressful and it's not even fun anymore. Yeah. But it just depends. Like, who are you as a person? Like, not everybody's going to have fucking fun or be happy being the biggest entrepreneur. Some people just want to live a calm life with their family. And that's success to them. And that's fucking fine. Yeah. You know, success comes in many forms. Many forms. Make sure that you try to achieve what you want. Uh, In my mind, if you achieve what you want in your lifetime, you're successful. Mm-hmm. Whether it's like you want to buy a small cottage and you manage to buy it and you're content, you're successful. And you if, can change yeah. too. There's a lot of entrepreneurs that sell their shit and they just want to live a calm life with their family and just travel a little bit and that's what brings them happiness. And a lot of times people change too when they have kids. Um, maybe Life happens. Maybe like somebody has a health scare and like your whole thing changes. Success changes and morphs. It's different for everybody. Most definitely. But as long as you work hard to be happy, whatever the fuck that is, then you're doing the damn thing. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I think as well. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all, this gummy bear shot hit. This gummy bear shot is hit. In. All right. I think that's it for today. But we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. I hope you guys tune in. Um. Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> whatever the fuck follow our podcast follow us on social media i'm sav eileen everywhere s-a-v-e-i-l-e-e-n and do you want to give your fucking at bitch i am cindy punto alarcon c-a-n-d-y dot a-l-a-r-c-o-n yes. all right have, have a beautiful day y'all. so many things I'm so excited. many things coming up for y'all good night good night <laughs>